3D printing technology is pushing the limits of customization, bringing ease to surgical planning and making predictable outcomes. If you are a surgeon wanting to make lives better, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Surgeons in 3D Printing podcast. And now, your host, Dr. Ruchi Pathak Cole, to take you on this beautiful journey. Hello, everyone. I welcome you to the Surgeons in 3D Printing podcast. I have been hearing from my listeners that cost is the very first hurdle in their journey to medical 3D printing. The cost of the existing softwares is not affordable for standalone practitioners, which disempowers them to use 3D printing technology. So today, I have with me Daniel Crawford, the founder of Axial 3D, a software company that has made attempts to help in the penetration of medical 3D printing for professionals by working on their model of software as a service to decrease the upfront cost. Before we begin the conversation, don't forget to subscribe the podcast, write reviews about your experience and also write to me about any questions you want answers for. We will help you to take the next step in your 3D printing journey. Let's hear the interesting conversation. Today, we have Daniel Graffold with us. And so let us know what is this company doing and how are they progressing, helping out the medical professionals in a big way. Welcome, Dan. Hi, Rishi. Thanks very much for, for having me. Yeah. Dan, can you just tell us about yourself and uh, your company first? Yeah, of course. Um, so my name is Dan Crawford, and I'm the Founder and Chief Strategy Officer here at Axial 3D. So my background's in biomedical engineering and medical visualization. Um, so I studied at the medical school at the University of Glasgow, where I founded the idea of turning complex two-dimensional medical images into uh, 3D prints, which is really where the, the sort of start of the company uh, came from. And Axial 3D as a company uh, are one that make it as easy as possible for surgeons all around the world to get access to, to 3D printed medical models uh, to help treatment for their patients. Right, perfect. So where are you located at the moment? So at the moment, I'm actually uh, located in my dining room uh, in Belfast. <laughs> uh, but the, That's nice. The, the, the actual company itself, uh, we have offices uh, around the UK and the United States. So our main research and development office uh, is in Belfast in Northern Ireland. Um, so we have around 40 staff there uh, doing a lot of research and development and software development um, to improve the way in which we can create these 3D printed models for surgeons. And we also have a number of staff uh, over in the United States um, who are out uh, promoting the, the service and, and making sure that as many hospitals and as many surgeons as possible uh, around the U.S. Are, are getting access to the technology. Wow. So actually, I am pretty much aware of what you're doing, and I love your product. And so I would like the medical professionals to really know what is your service about, and uh, could you also give a little more light on your software, and what is the kind of service that you are you providing for the medical professionals? Yeah, of course. So... Our, our service, um, it's a web-based portal um, that allows surgeons from anywhere in the world to upload standardized DICOM images. So images that you'll get from any hospital, so CT, MRI, PET, spec scans. And once, once they go through the portal, um, they'll then be automatically segmented uh, by a machine learning algorithm. 
to turn it into a, a 3D printable file uh, for the surgeon. And we can do one of two things. We can either print that file for the surgeon and post it directly to the hospital within about 48 hours. Or if the, the surgeon or the hospital group have a 3D printer on site, we can also prepare the file for that 3D printer and send it directly to the printer so that you can get a print in as little as 24 hours. And I suppose the, the, the main differentiation point or the main uh, way in which we're promoting our service into the healthcare industry is the we're reducing all the barriers to adoption here. Um, it's 3D printing in healthcare has been around for around 25 years, but it's notoriously been extremely difficult to, to actually create these medical 3D printed models for patients. There's a huge amount of anatomical knowledge needed, but also you know the, the engineering principles behind 3D printing and how you segment the data and how you create the data to actually make it 3D printable. So the, the biggest bottleneck globally for, for the technology is this process called segmentation. So basically the, the way in which you draw on these 2D images to create the 3D files, it takes around three to four hours for a, a manual process or a, you know, a traditional segmentation. Uh, but using our machine learning algorithms that we've developed over the last three years, it, it cuts that three or four hour process down into minutes or seconds. Uh, depending on the, the type of case that's being uploaded. So really what we're doing is you know, trying to get as many of these cases, these patient cases that are extremely complex and really require a deeper understanding from the surgeon, um, removing any of the bottlenecks uh, for a surgeon actually being able to get access to those 3D prints. Um, so that's, that's really the, the end to end service as it, as it is today. So one, one thing I would really appreciate that getting the models back in 48 hours, I think uh, this is not possible in any other place. Uh, 48 hours is no time. I mean, at the moment, even if you go for a service provider, it takes you more than that. And so, yeah, that's, that's commendable. And uh, besides that, I wanted to know that if I had to, if I was in a center where I wanted to create uh, maybe a designer medical device or something like that, then how is your service useful for me? Yeah, that's really that's a really good question, Rishi. So, really, the 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 kind of core concept of what we do is 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 taking these two D images to turn them into three patient specific models, and we work with a number of different hospitals across across the world that actually create things like patient specific instrumentation, drill guides, cutting guides, or or even medical implants with some of our partners. And really the, the biggest bottleneck for them is still that conversion process from taking the 2D image and turning it into the patient-specific 3D file. And that 3D file is ultimately the blueprint in which the, the surgeon or the radiologist or one of the biomedical engineers is going to use to create that patient-specific medical device. So what we can do for hospitals like that is, is take in their data uh, and process it uh, and really, really efficient, fast way to get them that, that blueprint of the patient-specific anatomy that they can start using to actually create their, their patient-specific medical device. And I think what we've seen from a number of hospitals that we, we do this with, it, taking away that bottleneck of segmentation uh, really allows for the surgeons and the biomedical engineers to spend more time on the really complex stuff which will be you know, creating these, these PSIs or cutting guides for, for their patients and, and not spending a lot of this time and doing 
the, the manual segmentation process that has bottlenecked them for, for so many years. Yeah, and, and I think uh, the accuracy of the segmentation is also one of the very, very important areas and it's not looked up into. So this is amazing and I really like that uh, you're doing this uh, in a very short duration of time and with a lot of collaboration. So uh, what are the different applications where you've been using this, uh, your service, your software probably? Different applications around the world. Um, the main specialties that we would work with in hospitals would be uh, orthopedics, cardiology, and neurology, probably in that order. Uh, and really where we're seeing a huge uptake is in pediatric surgery. So across the whole gambit of uh, medical 3D printing and, and planning for surgery. And really the for, for pediatrics, it, the big application is in trying to understand or trying to diagnose these really complex congenital deformities. So that might be, you know, a hyperplastic heart or some, some sort of a ventricular septal defect in a pediatric cardiology case, or it could be something like osteogenesis imperfecta as, a, as an orthopedic pediatric case. It's really the, those cases that a surgeon would maybe only see kind of once or twice a year, where they really need a better understanding of, of how they're going to actually treat the patient. So we've seen a huge, huge uptake in, in pediatric surgery, but that's what to say. I think that the, yeah, exactly. the key thing for us is, you know, we'll work with any different specialty. Um, we're, we're working in renal surgery, interventional radiology, liver surgery, hepatobiliary, um, across every different specialty within the hospital. Um, and I think that as surgeons, um, as hospitals become more aware of the technology, we're actually starting to see more and more different applications come in. And actually one of the, the more recent ones is in, in fetal MRI um, applications where we're actually segmenting uh, fetal MRIs to, to create a, a 3D visualization for uh, the surgeons to actually understand mm -hmm. you know, some fetal abnormalities or, or spina bifida actually within the womb. So uh, we're, we're starting to see more and more different applications. But as I said, I think uh, for, uh, for any hospital starting up, um, the, the main specialties and the main hospital sites that we uh, see taking it up initially are, are in orthopedics and cardiology and neurology. That's where the, the sort of higher throughput cases would come from. Yeah, exactly. Cardiology and pediatric cardiology specifically requires a lot of stuff as to see, visualize and look at yeah. the internal details of structures. So definitely. And they, wow. So there are also other uh, segmentation softwares and there are a lot of other things. How do you find yourself stand yeah, out of all of those? That's a good question, Rishi. Uh, if I had to choose a, if I had to choose you to be my uh, person of, uh, you know, uh, uh, giving away my CT scan to get my product, uh, to get my segmented file, why should I question. choose you? So I, I think the, the way we look at the, the sort of medical 3D printing landscape is, is we're, we're very different in the way that we, we offer our service. Um, I think we're, you know, we, we're not all that competitive with a lot of these segmentation softwares because ultimately the, the sort of the background or the ethos of what Axial 3D are trying to do is, is eliminate all of the, all of the barriers to, to adopting this technology at scale. And really where those barriers come in is, you know, these pieces of software that a surgeon needs to actually learn how to use and, and understand, um, you know, which can be months or even years of training to get up to, uh, you know, uh, uh, exactly. Yes, it is. It's uh, to get to that kind of level of skill to, <laughs> to do it at a routine level. 
Um, really, what we're trying to do is, is eliminate that need for, for a surgeon to, to do any segmentation or to do any of the, the post-processing that's required to actually create these medical 3D printed models. Ultimately, what we want to do is just give them a series of options um, that they can have. So, you know, if they want specific colors or if they want specific uh, pieces of anatomy from a scan, all they have to do is go on a phone application, order those models and send the CT or MRI scans to us and all of the other work gets carried out by uh, a biomedical engineer or a trained algorithm. Uh, more often than not, it's a, it's a trained algorithm and those results are coming back to the hospital you know, within an hour. So really from, from our standpoint, the, the, where we've seen more and more adoption of this technology, uh, particularly in the United States is you know, all of those hospitals that have wanted to get access to 3D printing for the last five or 10 years, they, they haven't been able to dedicate the resource from a biomedical engineer or a radiologist or a surgeon but with the technology that we're bringing to market now, it allows any hospital anywhere in the world to start adopting medical 3D printing in-house without the requirement for any training or, or any need for expensive softwares to, to get going. You know, they can just start using this for their patients um, from the start. Wow. So actually you are accelerating the adoption process of... Uh... Medical 3D printing. That's it, Rishi. And I think the, the sort of almost a bit of a scary statistic is less than less than one percent of hospitals around the world are actually using 3D printing. But I, exactly. I think if you were to ask any surgeon or any radiologist on earth, they would all say that I think there's a general consensus that 3D printing in medicine is going to be routine uh, once the technology uh, catches up and once you know everybody knows about it. But and I think that everybody wants to use it. It's just the, the barriers to adoption have been so great over the last 10, 15 years that you know, the, the way in which this technology needs to be adopted needs to be changed. And that's what we're, we're trying to do with our solution. Yeah, I, I love this uh, portion because uh, that's very true that almost anyone that you ask, if they have a little prior knowledge about what is going on in the world with respect to 3D printing, everybody wants to actually utilize, but they don't know how and how to get the cost and how to get it at the right cost. And of course, after cost, the next barrier is definitely the workforce which is needed to train and, and then the learning curve involved. And I think uh, you're really working well on that, uh, on that ground, yeah. And so um, how, how can I avail your product? How does one get to you? Yeah, so to, to get started, it's, it's, it's very simple. Um, so all a surgeon has to do is log on to our web application. So everything that we, we own is hosted on the AWS cloud. So it's, it's really secure uh, no matter where you are in the world. Um, all the data sovereignty laws are, are kept taken care of uh, within AWS. So all a surgeon does is uh, log on to orders.axial3d.com. Um, they can then register a, an order on our web application. Um, so they just register their name, their, their hospital's address, and then they can start ordering. Uh, and ultimately, all they have to do is tell us how they want their model to be printed and then uh, give us the DICOM files. Um, so one of the other things that we would do as well um, with hospitals that we we work with uh, on a regular basis is we can set up a PAX integration too. 
So I think one of the, the biggest challenges for, for any surgeon getting access to 3D printing in a hospital is exactly. uh, the PAX department can be... Can be <laughs> you, you've touched the yeah, right areas, yeah, actually. <laughs> it, can be, it can be quite hard to get access to the data. And look, I think we, we know that from, from being in this industry for the last six or seven years. It's, it, those are one of the barriers that we want to take away for, for yes. the surgeon. So once the, the order is made through the web portal, um, a request can actually be sent directly to a PAX department and then we can pick it up from there and get the, the images for that patient uh, sent securely to the web portal for that order um, the same day. So, you know, uh, in essence, what we're trying to do is, is just take away all the barriers for, for that surgeon to actually get access to, to the model. And once you're registered on the website and once you understand the flow of, of how to make an order, you know, it's, it's, it's a minute or, you know, two minutes of, at the most to actually create this order for for your patients and what we what we always say for for every surgeon and every hospital that is actually adopting 3d printing for the first time is is come and try it you know we will always say to every surgeon that comes to us um, requesting a 3d model is that you know you can try it free of charge um, for for one of your patients to actually get an understanding and a feel for for how the, the order happens um, and how that PAX integration transfer happens as well. Uh, and ultimately, a lot of the times that a surgeon is trying to convince someone within the hospital um, you know, that they want to bring this technology in-house. And really for us, we want to, we want to get one of those models into the surgeon's hands to, to help with that discussion internally. So that's why we always say the, f the first model that you'll ever make with us, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll never charge you for. Wow. So the first model can always be taken up free. And in the process, you can actually convince people. In the process, you can actually learn and you can actually adopt uh, what is going on in the 3D printing world. So, wow, that was great to hear about. And a lot of the listeners must be listening to this as well. And I think one should give it a try, at least see what is happening and experience that uh, that holding the model in your hand. So if, I, if my country is far off like uh, suppose I'm in India and I want a printer I, I want a printed model um, if I send you the CT scan what happens is that you send me the segmented file is, is it like that because I think uh, sending the model is going to be difficult that way I mean it's going to be even expensive so, yeah it, it can be quite yeah. expensive to, and quite logistically challenging to, to send models um, uh, across borders and uh, I think that you know, from our standpoint, look, we have, we've sent models to, to India in the past, we've sent models to Australia, okay. New Zealand, America, sort of all over the place. But I think that really, Rishi, where the, the technology is going um, is, is that it's all, it's all going to be in-house you know, in the next two or three years. The, the 3D printer will be at the point of care. So what we're seeing for a lot of our customers that are um, quite far away from our, our main offices is that if you have a 3D printer on house, which you know is can be very very cost effective uh, these days with the, the new technologies that have come out, and and we can also advise on the best types of printers to to actually put into the hospital depending on your application. Uh, we can the, the way in which that would work is once the order is made, uh, it, they'll then be processed on the cloud and verified, and a 3D printable file can be sent back to to either yourself. Or directly to the printer within an hour or two you know so we can we can service any hospital anywhere in the world um, and it's it's particularly exciting when a, a surgeon or a hospital actually has a printer on site because it means that 
you know, we can print and get that model into the surgeon's hands in the same time frame that we would be able to, if the surgeon was a mile down the road from us, you know, yeah. it's, it's really where we see the, the technology going and the market going. And I think that for, for any hospital, you know, in India that would have a 3D printer on site, you know, we'd be more than happy to, to process a file and, and send a send a model to them to, to actually evaluate the service. Wow, that was, that was really great information. And I think uh, uh, one has to know this because uh, this will make uh, work very easy uh, with, a, with a very low learning curve. And you just need, I think, a design engineer in case you want to take it further. But up until models, you're all done. And I, I mean, it's amazing. Thank you, Dan, for your time. And uh, yeah, and I would uh, request my listeners to at least give it a try. If not, uh, yeah, at least you'll have the experience of what is going on. So thank you so much for your time. Thanks very much, Rosie. Great to speak to you. I hope you all got some good insights about one of the ways you can start your journey with less investment and no upfront cost. Isn't that wonderful? So go ahead. And let me know if you find any difficulties there. So now, let me invite you for the next session, which is very special. I have with me the Google Class Explorer, Dr. Rafael Grossman, from United States of America, speaking on the use of technology for reimagining healthcare. So see you next week. Till then, stay safe and live with passion. Life is a work in progress. What matters at the end is the journey.